All right. So, uh, once again, welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today we are performing Operation Bumblebee, Part One. <gasps> do 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 do. I don't know why it makes sounds like has, that, but I make sounds like that. Has the patient been sedated? <laughs> Well, in fact, uh, the lead surgeon on this one is our old pal, Marty Eisenberg. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, writing, of course, he was, of course, the uh, showrunner on both, or I guess the head writer on, well, co-head writer on Beast Machines and main head writer on Transformers Animated. And this is yeah. his first episode of Prime, but he'll do several more. Oh. See, it's season two, so it's like at the point in Beast Wars where they're like pulling in DC Fontana for some reason, and just like it's established, so now they can get, you know, good yes, we writers. Get, we, we can get more guys. I mean, not to say that the writers <laughs> they've had so far were not good, but they can get more good writers. Yes, they're sort of expanding the uh, the thing a little more. They can they can hire additional writers. Yes. That didn't sound nearly as much like additional pylons as I had intended, but that's okay. So uh, so we open, uh, going straight from that, uh, that Raiders uh, reference in the previous uh, episode to Megatron, who appears to be looking for the Eye of Ra. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an egg. It's an egg. Yeah, there's a... Again, we see there's nothing you possess that I cannot take away, Optimus Prime. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> the taunting with Megatron just seems really filthy for reasons that I don't... I'm uh, I'm guessing weren't intended. I'm going to say they were intended. Yeah, so they are intended I, for I, me. At least one of them I think was intended, because... <laughs> Yeah, so, so there is a, there's a, the Megatron has got a bunch of vehicles in one of those huge ass drill tanks, and they're doing an archaeological dig, and they're doing this with, the Autobots believe with data that they got from Prime back when he was amnesiac Orion Pax. And we learn in this episode that Prime cannot remember any of that stuff. Yes, so Megatron Which... is basically taunting him about the things that they did. That he did when he can't remember it. I'm like, yeah. yeah it, it makes sense plot wise why Optimus can't remember it or they just go dig it up themselves, but it does mean that the Orion Pax from previous episodes is dead. His memory just faded away, no longer existing. Yes. The adorable personality. And it, but it's just. Megatron, Megatron just sounds like he was drunk at a party the night before. Yes. Yeah, because. Megatron at one point says he took advantage of Orion Pax. Yes! That's literally the word he uses. Uh, that's not cool, Megatron. Yeah. It it definitely Just... feels a little, uh, molesty. I mean, well, especially after the recent episodes I, I've seen of Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad Gridman. Where, um... <laughs> oh god, no, not that. <laughs> yeah. They, they they threw in fan service a few episodes ago, and I mean it's anime, so you kind of expect it. But man, it, it felt really blatant. We're, we're like 
Megatron was rubbing sunscreen on Optimus Prime. And <laughs> Oh, another problem is I can't remember what their actual characters' names are. I keep thinking I about the Transformers say, these names. Are, these are excellent say. words. Akari or this something. This is an excellent phrase to be hearing. Anyway. Pulls this thing out of, pulls out like what appears to be a giant space dumpster. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of does look like a high tech dumpster. Opens it up and then, ah, after 10,000 years, I'm free. (laughs) I wish. Free. He's got a pointy frisbee? Oh, it just looks like a fancy egg. Yeah. Like, but it's flat. The The, thing that it's in is like a fancy egg. Yes. Yeah, the thing it's in is like a And then he pulls out this kind of weird looking thing. Garbage can. Disc thing. It's a frisbee. I mean, as it it's a frisbee. frisbee. As it turns out, it's basically the lament configuration. <laughs> oh. Because it, it's Jeez. the spark extractor. Yes. And unlike the ones from Beast Machines, which just, you know, they like pull out a guy's spark and you it's like held in a can until you put it back in. Uh, mm. This one, you just like set it off and it like sucks out everybody's soul. Yeah, that's uh, that's and, that's messed up, man. And I'm not sure if it keeps them or if they're just gone. It's that's a good that's a good question because that could make a difference. I mean, I don't know if we're going to see this in part two yeah. or what's going to happen. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, really Are we going to going to see some robot cenobites? Mm. I oh, hope so. That oh, that's. Kind of what Unicron did to the Decepticons, sort of. Reforged them into twisted versions. Yeah, except less, uh, you know, fetishy. <laughs> yeah, l- l- less um, flesh and body piercing and crap. Aw, but body piercing. Yeah. Anyway. Listen, your, your suffering will be legendary, even in the pit. Anyway, uh, a, new, a fight starts and we get a new rock music song? Yeah, where is this guitar bit? music coming from? Yeah, and it's not there that long. Well, it's only there for like 10, 15 seconds before it goes back to the normal fighting dramatic music. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder if it was like diegetic and, uh, uh, you know, Miko is just off, uh, is just off screen like the doof warrior. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes, she is. Yeah, that, that's another vehicle I wish we could get a transformer of. <laughs> Because it, it's it's fucking sound wave in vehicle form, and I guess Rumble is the doof warrior. Yes, yeah. playing Laserbeak, who's a guitar. Yes, yes. All of this is yes. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you could use um, movie Megatron when he's that knocked up eighteen. Oh, from Dark of the Moon. I think was intended to be designed like the the truck from one of the previous Mad Max. Yes, it, it's very Mad Max looking. Hmm. So anyway, uh, you know, so Megatron has his Vehicons attack. He's just going to casually stroll into the uh, into the into the ground bridge and take this thing. But then 
start or uh, Bumblebee zips in and just yoinks it away from him. It's very yoinks dramatic. It, which like. There's an actual tunnel inside the space bridge. Have we seen that far into the space? Yes, bridge? we have. Ground bridge before we, we have. I think so, and I it mean, definitely comes up. Go in it. Come back. It comes back later with I know big time with another character, but yes, I didn't realize remember it being seen as like that freaking long, like it's a long walk. It's, it's well, it does explain why sometimes in some episodes they go flying into the tunnel and then they just come slowly walking out the other end. Yeah, it's, it's not like it's the portals <laughs> from Portal. There, you got to go. Between, like, the space between spaces. It's like Bifrost. Yeah. Haha. Yeah, yeah, it kind of works like He's that. He's lucky he, that he, he didn't, seems... like, knock a hole in the side and end up on Sakaar. Like, get me out of here, Idris Elba. Having sex with Jeff Goldblum. Just seems kind of odd compared to, like, how space bridges are presented in the past, where it's it, it's a shorter tunnel. Than yeah. That. It's like, when you disappear from one end, you appear in the other. But here it's like you gotta actually walk. How f- how long is the walk? Well, oh, I guess it's like um, was it Armada or Energon actually had their long tunnels where they would have to drive? Yeah, they're just driving through space. How yeah. lazy do you have to be to be like, oh well, I could make this like two thousand mile trip in in a, in like a minute, but I have to walk like a hundred feet. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> Don't be that lazy. I mean, Megatron, you'd think, would at least be flying through it. Yes. He's a very practical monster. Because he's a badass. But I, I guess, I don't I don't know if he would have anywhere to put this thing, though. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, he doesn't have grabby claws or, like, a cockpit or anything. Yeah, there's no way this Megatron would have a cockpit. Yeah, so he's just going to have to carry this thing. He's too good yeah. to have passengers. That's right. So anyway, he, he snags this thing, Megatron tries to get it back, but when he gets back, all of his troops are busted up and the Autobots are gone. So so we're back at Autobot HQ and Bumblebee, and I think they're the the Bumblebee acting is better in this uh, season. I would hope so. I mean, even just this yeah. one episode, I would hope so. I guess more so than the season as a whole. And I feel like his bleeps and bloops are more expressive. Yeah, he's he's got like more of a range of bleeps and bloops. And this is a little more R two D two. Well, more new, no, more BB eight than because R two D two had like six things he would do. Uh. You'd have to just imply from the beeps. Well, I mean, it also helped that whenever, usually whenever R two was around, you'd have you know C three. How how rude! Yes. <laughs> Basically, uh, we didn't know what he was C-3PO. saying, but we knew it was pretty much always, like, totally inappropriate. Cursing. Oh, well, there's no use to, no, no need to use that kind of language, R2. <laughs> Man, I love them. Yeah, I think once in this episode, B curses, but most of the time he's not a curser like R2. Yeah, no. He's a, he, he's no, uh, he's, he's more, he is more of a BB-8. Yeah, he's a good little dude. Yeah. Like BB-8. So anyway, we figure out, uh, you know, there was an Autobot beacon on this thing, because these are all Autobot weapons, or at least things that the Autobots had. They, they just shot into space when the Decepticons were about to uh, take Iacon. Yeah, yeah I like that we take get a over moment. their library of weapons of mass yeah. destruction they had in the basement. Yeah, they have to be all like, well, I mean, we didn't. 
we took those from the Decepticons. We weren't doing that yeah. sort of thing. I mean, I assume it's a thing where they were just, like, sent to a warehouse and to be studied by top men. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. but th- this this one, at least, is something you'd think you'd want to take apart and destroy. Well, yeah, but then maybe yeah. you let the Cenobites out. <laughs> this is a good point. You don't want to just let the Cenobites out. I mean, it, it is not hands that call them. It is desire. <laughs> I, I've been watching yeah. a lot Have of... Have you watched that movie recently? I've been watching a lot of horror movies this month. I can't imagine well, why. I, I guess it's understandable. I, I meant to. I just didn't get around to it for November. Listen, I, 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 I just marathoned all the Scream movies. You're lucky I'm not doing this entire episode in ghost face voice. <laughs> specific we voice. all appreciate that. I didn't even get around to my Halloween movie yet. Oh. Anyway, so Prime doesn't remember if he, like, this was just the only one, because Megatron was all, oh, you like, you sent me all sorts of things. I'm going to be <laughs> all over the planet taking, picking up all these cool weapons that you showed me how to find. But I was taking advantage of you. Yes. And then Ratchet's all, yeah, he's probably just messing with you. Actually, I guess it's Ratchet who specifically uses the words took advantage. Yeah. Mm. No, I'm pretty sure Megatron says advantage at some point. Maybe that too. I mean, everyone is the just... The point is, there was non-consensual sexual things going on. <laughs> mm. uh. I'm sure, I mean, I'm not even going to speculate on the fanfic people have written about this, but I'm certain that there's some sort of between, behind the scenes, or, you know, between the scenes kind of Megatron also convinces, uh, Orion Pax that in addition to being a, a librarian, he was also his boyfriend. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> it may, <laughs> I wish I could say that it was on my hard drive, but alas. Anyway, it indeed turns out that there are still two doodads on Earth that uh, Prime unearthed the coordinates for. Dun dun. And uh, so we uh, we cut back. Uh, you know, Bumblebee is going to uh, go hang out with uh, Bulkhead, and a new distress beacon has uh, has been activated. <gasps> but unfortunately, he falls into a trap, and then he. And it is a trap set by our old pals in Mech. <gasps> we haven't seen them in a while. We have it's not. It's time for Silas. He's the best. That's right. Speaking of horror movies, I definitely caught part of Pet Cemetery 2 on AMC. Ooh. <laughs> or he plays a wacky zombie. Anyway, so they uh, they are once again up to their old stealing technology ways, and as they do in this case, they're looking for something very specific because they just uh, they basically put uh, Bumblebee wakes up in a tub of ice. Yeah, with, uh, yeah, he's had his <laughs> kidney stolen. Yes, that was exactly well, how I was going. Yeah, they just like take some saws to his side and extract a thing and. And yeah, it's not good. And apparently patch him back up because he doesn't notice. Yeah, he doesn't even notice it. Anybody else. Ah. Well, the only one who notices it is Starscream who flies by and is glad he didn't get there first. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, you know, Bulkhead gets there and he's like, hey, like, who were those guys? Like, let's, let's chase him. But Bumblebee can't because he can't transform. It was his transformation cog. Oh! <gasps> 
He's been TCOG jacked. As they refer to it, TCOG. And I think the yes. first mention of this was back in Five Faces of Darkness. Yeah, and it does come up. There's actually one of my favorite G1 episodes, one of my favorite season three episodes, uh, has a lot to do with transformation cogs, uh, being, uh, the ultimate weapon. Oh, that episode is great. Uh, we should definitely do the, that one of these days. It's got like five subplots. Yes. Uh, like a, a random probably... junkyard robot. Yeah, and it's about like, I love a good, like, pacifist medic story and so yeah uh, in that uh basically like there's some problem with it it involves like stealing transformation cogs for metroplex and triptychon and going back and forth and doing all this nonsense and and it's pretty great Mm -hmm. also it involves like metroplex talking in city mode which almost never happens because he's upset (laughs) because there are decepticons driving through his hallways yes Uh, i think that's a very good episode and if you want to just pick like a g1 episode i recommend that one yes but yes that involves transformation clogs cogs but yeah i think it they it may have come up in five faces of darkness i, th- I because they uh, they explain away why autobot city didn't turn into metroplex in the movie in the it, because the decepticons damaged his transformation cog so they have to get a new one to him and that's i think yeah. rc and blur's mission in that five parter and a, most of the time it looks like sort of like the thing that they pull out of bumblebee here but there are some shots, which I guess were done by a different animation studio, where it's just like a giant cog that I think was made by Spacely yeah. Sprockets. <laughs> <sighs> I'm I'm going to blame Acom for that. Jetson, you better get this cog back to Metroplex. You're fired. <sighs> it's not it's not well done. No. Anyway, so they uh he gets back to base, and they're scanning, okay, well, there must be something wrong with your transformation cog. And Ratchet's pretty freaked out when he scans and finds that it's gone. And everyone else just is just like, ah! I mean, obviously, this is like, like finding out your kidney is just gone. I mean, even more than that, I mean, yeah. this is like, like, you know, if your kidney gets stolen, you're not going to, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be good. But your self-worth isn't really tied to your ability to process urine. I mean, it might be. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess was thinking it could be. process alcohol, which well, <laughs> some people. Well, I suppose that's true. But uh, Maybe it's weird. Uh, Ratchet has a built-in tricorder, which is kind of neat. Yes. So I mean, it's I, he's kind of been metaphorically emasculated here. I I am glad that they don't really go there with it. Certainly not the way he went there with uh, Optimus Prime. But Well, I think I think it kind of he is like he's crippled in some way, but since we can't hear Bumblebee complaining in dialogue, it, it doesn't feel as extreme. And I mean, I mean Bumblebee's also I mean, Bumblebee's already disabled. Yeah. yeah. Which sort of comes, you know, because Ratchet clearly has all this guilt over not being able to do a better job with that, and now he just feels worse, and he feels like everything Bumblebee says about it is, it's a very, 
it's it's very nice and deep the way that that like plays into things like the way that affects them as characters not the plot it's not like anything in the plot changes because of it but it is something that comes up oh. and so they're, they're trying to figure oh, out who the, who did it and they, they, they're trying to figure out who did it and, and like ratchet says that that megatron would use zombies but not he's not a ghoul which yes means that that ghouls are worse than zombies and, and wait what exactly are transformer ghouls I mean, well, he said that Megatron's faces? not a. It's basically the difference between being a necromancer and being a necrophile. Like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like a necromancer and like a cannibal. Yes. Yeah. Well, there that's you what go. Usually or for. a or a mechanibal. Yes, I'll I'll go with that exactly. The difference between being a necromancer and being a mechanibal. Yeah, ghouls usually are cannibalistic or eat. Humans, but they're not entirely human, or or they're like grave robbers. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the. I think the origin of it. Is yeah, yeah I've, I've always been <laughs> fond of the word ghoul. Well, yeah, well sounds fun. Well, I think it's Arabic for demon, because oh, as in as in as in Raish al Ghul. Aha. Are we? Is Raish al Ghul actually real Arabic? I think that was made up. I, and somebody I, backfilled it into making sense. I do know that ghoul is Arabic in origin. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Let's see. Yeah, uh, ghoul, or it was, which is Arabic for al is a demon or monster. It uh, oh, apparently is from the Arabic ghoul to seize. Mm-hmm. Oh. And yes, it is said to dwell in cemeteries and other uninhabited places uh, that can. Uh, assume the guise of an animal, especially a hyena. Uh, oh, oh, sure. So, uh, you know. and then, and then it eat, uh, yeah, it eats people, eat, uh, drinks blood, preys on children, steals coins. <laughs> oh no, not my coins. Oh. Well, you know, like many mythical creatures are kind of like that, like leprechauns or vampires, supposed to count shit. All right, so where was I? Okay, so yeah, they, um, so well, uh, so well, they figured out, right? They figured out that it is mech because this isn't a Megatron kind of thing, and Bumblebee is just gonna have to chill out for a while. Like you can't just go out because you're a robot and you can't turn into a car. And uh, because this bulkhead is dumber than the last bulkhead, he suggests no transform November. <laughs> That, uh, <laughs> everybody that should they, refrain from transforming, but uh, they all remain that's not going to work, Bulkhead. We need to disguise shit. Yeah, it, like they all around. remain in robot mode in solidarity. Like th- this isn't just like you guys shaving your heads for your buddy with cancer. Yeah, <laughs> like this is if like if like a guy had a spinal injury, you can't just have like not walk until he's better. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So we're back at uh, Mex HQ, which is just like a big airplane hangar. You know, these guys are—they're—they're they're very much a low-rent Cobra, like no giant swamp temple shaped like snakes for these guys. Yeah, they're probably just all living. They're probably just all living in that airplane hangar. It probably smells like a men's room, and they're just eating MREs every night. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a sadder cobra. They, they, they don't—they're not afforded the luxury of being over the top and ridiculous. They have no, to be yeah. in hiding, and they don't have a robot army yet. 
They're working on it. Yeah, they're working on it because they've made like a fake Transformer and they try and put this cog into it and it just doesn't work. I was kind of hope it just doesn't do anything. I was kind of hoping for like a RoboCop 2 thing. Yes. Where, where it does something, but it doesn't work. It like rips its own head off. Yeah. It rips right. its own head off, which really looks like a modified Iron Man mask. I it thought does. it looked like a Bionicle mask, but yeah, you're probably yeah, I mean, old listen, Iron Man is a little more. I mean, listen, Silas is doing his best, but he had to build this thing in a cave with a box of scraps. <laughs> a bit in a hangar with a box of scraps. <laughs> And then he points so hard that his tie whaps him in the face. Aww. I assume that wasn't in the script and Jeff Bridges just did that and they kind of left it in. (laughs) (sighs) In Stroll's a guest. Yep. It's a little failure. It's Starscream and they they just all immediately, they've got all their lasers trained on him and he's like, oh, you you guys clearly don't know much about uh, Cybertronian biology. And he says, well, we know where the soft spots are. This is in the same time one of the best things this Starscream does and one of the dumbest things this Starscream does because he has a poor bargaining posture. These are guys who have repeatedly mutilated Transformers and you're walking into their hangar. Like they are like Silas is looking at you and it's like one of those water like one of those uh, Looney Tunes cartoons where you're like on a uh, on a raft and you just look at a guy and he turns into a giant ham. Well, the problem is he's not shaped like a hot dog or a hamburger. He's shaped like sticks. Uh, yeah, like a, like a, he's like a churro, a, maybe. Maybe a bunch of corn dogs mm. put together into a, into a man movie. shape. But I mean, he's looking at you. He's just seeing like a big sack of robot organs. Yes. But nevertheless, uh, it is Starscream. So of course, he is proposing an alliance. And <laughs> when somebody comes in and they say they're proposing an alliance. Kill them immediately. No good can come <laughs> of somebody yeah. proposing an alliance. No. It's always a bad guy. Especially not when their name's Starscream. But <laughs> that has maybe worked out for someone once. I mean, I guess they don't really know his deal. Uh, probably. Have they? Wait, have they encountered Starscream? Before? I'm not sure if they have. They've encountered Arachnid and they Arachnid encountered. And... And Breakdown, because he talks about how they, oh, you turned break, poor Breakdown into a science experiment. And they've seen some Viacons. I don't... I no, they've not. They, I don't think Starscream. they have met Starscream. So they don't know well, what his deal is, but they're they probably about know. to find out. Yes. They don't know that that is his deal. Yeah. So <laughs> is lying he, about things. But he does give them some valuable intelligence. He says, okay, so listen, this is, it's not just a machine, it's an organ. And it's not going to run on anything except for Energon, because that's our blood, it's our uh, it's our ammunition, and it's our fuel, and it's also our currency, and <laughs> it's also our food. It's very complicated. <laughs> and occasionally pain. And it's not that complicated. That just it, that seems much more simple than, you know. Oh, and it's also our money. Listen, our society is weird. We're a bunch of weird <laughs> space robots. Yes. It, it's their Smurf. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's like a bunch of different things, but they just call them all by the same name because Smurfs. So he just cuts himself and he's all, hey, look, this is Energon. You you have a bunch of science stuff here. You make a way to find this and we'll both have Energon. 
So yes, now we know what's in it for Starscream as he still has not found a reliable source of energon. Yep. So back at, back at the Autobot base, Bumblebee's just hanging around Ratchet and it's driving Ratchet to distraction. <laughs> so he's just, <laughs> children keep him busy. This is yeah, the Ratchet one time takes that Primus's he... name in vain. This is the one time he really seemed like Cyberverse Bumblebee. Yes. Oh. Who requires a babysitter. Uh-oh, I, I have not started watching that show yet. It's okay. It has its Spoilers. moments. I hear Shockwave has a good joke at some point. I don't think I'm at that point yet. Bumblebee requires a babysitter. Anyway, so, uh... So Bumblebee first, you know, first they're playing this, you know, that same car video game that they're always playing. <laughs> yes. Yep. And it's like pole position or something with better graphics. Slightly better graphics. Yes. <laughs> and so they're all, oh, okay, but this is um, awkward. Let's let's watch some TV. It immediately cuts to a pretty uh, capable fake car commercial. <laughs> with Steve Bloom. Yep. Yes, featuring the Urbana 500. Yes, which, which, yeah, which I guess is, is what Bumblebee is. What Bumblebee is? At least it looks now like it's know. a black version of it. He's it's, a Carl Urban, okay. It's kind of like that uh, one episode of The Simpsons where Homer is driving and he really has to pee, and they just keep driving past like a sign pointing to Flushing Meadows. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because everything is reminding Bumblebee that he can't transform. I mean, this car ad is, what's, what's it say here? Uh, the new Urbana 500. It won't just rock your world, it'll transform it. <laughs> yeah. He's just twisting the knife there. Poor guy. And so Bumblebee, he just he just wants to take a walk. But uh, he can't even let him do that. Ratchet can't even let him do that. Because oh, he can't leave, leave because they're here. robots in disguise, not yeah. robots walking around being robots. And it certainly doesn't help when, like, RC and Jack race in and she's all, oh, hey, I, I sure love being a super fast motorcycle. <laughs> Yeah, and they talk about they've gone faster than ever. I, I, riding hard. You know, I don't think it's Euphemism. in any way safe to be driving like at 120 miles an hour on a motorcycle because then no. you're just like, you're not strapped in. You don't have a seat behind you. You're gonna fly off. <laughs> <laughs> well, she can then transform and catch you. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, she is the safest ride, I guess, but still, it's not good. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so, and because Bumblebee isn't around, uh, this means that Ratchet has to pick up Raph from school. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. <laughs> there are other children! Other children exist! I think they made a so new we... model! Yes, Ooh. well, and a bunch of the background characters are hanging on. You, you see Sierra, you see Sierra's friend, yeah. you see the, the guy who was, like, starting the race, and uh, you see Vince... Vince? Yeah, the the guy who looks like Guy Gardner. Oh, all oh, right, Guy Gardner. <laughs> yeah. But I, th I think there's like one, the, the guy that walks in the foreground, I think is a new model or just at least a new head. Yes. On a different body. Yeah. I think this might be the last time we even see Sierra. Mm. Yes, Aww. it is. This is the last time we see Sierra. <laughs> last appearance. Oh! Aww. Bye, Sierra. That's a wrap for Sierra. her. That's a wrap for human girl. <laughs> Listen, you, listen. I'm sorry, Sierra, but you don't turn into a motorcycle. You just, you can't compete. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. 
Uh, and uh, hilariously, so Ratchet <laughs> pulls up in ambulance mode, and Raph sort of has to yell out, thanks, uh, Jack's mom's friend who is a doctor and thus drives an ambulance, <laughs> question mark. Yeah. He's, he's very concerned about everybody seeing him just drive off in this <laughs> random ambulance. Oh, poor Ratchet, though. And then, so, Raph, you know, he wants a little exposition, so, so what's what's the deal with Bumblebee's voice? Well, you know, Raph, Bumblebee was captured by Megatron at Tiger Pax, and he just messed him up real bad. And this medic found him, who was definitely, let's say his name was, uh, Batchet. <laughs> yeah, Bratchet. And, uh, you know, he, you know, he's alive, but, uh, you know, maybe he could have done Dratchet? a better job because Sorry. he can't talk again. And I think Raph kind of figures out what's going, figures out what's going on here. He's a smart kid. Probably, yeah. Although I, I do like that, uh, he, Ratchet tries to break the, the solemn mood a little by saying, do you want me to put the lights on? <laughs> long pause. No. Yeah, yeah Raph does not really want to put the lights on. And somewhere in this discussion, they bring up that Miko's in detention again. Oh, yes. Because, yes. like, Miko is always in detention. Yes. One must assume, yes. I don't think she... It's possible she's never left school on time. <laughs> <laughs> well, except when she sneaks out early. Yes. Yes, for robot activities. Uh, speaking of sneaking out. Yeah, uh, Bumblebee has somehow, despite not really being able to talk, he has talked Bulkhead into taking him with him on a scouting mission. Oh, and I do like that, that Bulkhead complains you're worse than Miko. Yes. Which B like, says something, and it may be the only time I've ever understood B in this entire show. No one's fucking worse than Miko. <laughs> <laughs> The bucket says something like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah, they, uh, they find this, uh, this cave, and, uh, unfortunately, it is, uh, the Decepticons have already been there because Knockout zips out in car mode. <gasps> and he has acquired some kind of device that looks like, uh, like a spear or something? Mm-hmm. Rod of Destiny? It's definitely a rod of some description. Yes. I don't know if it's of destiny or not, but it's definitely a rod. Might it's be, fancy might... colors. They, they kind of clash with um, Knockout's color scheme. It's more green and gold. Yes. Yeah, so he's got to keep this inside. He can't let people see him with this thing. <laughs> yeah. No. It's like they say when you're, uh, you know, before you go out, look at yourself in the mirror, take off one thing. <laughs> yes. He just comes speeding out like, wee! Yeah, of course, he of course he wouldn't want to be too matchy either, so he wouldn't want to be like red. Yeah, yeah, the gold's fine. It's just the green. The green doesn't quite yeah. work. And so, but you know, he's come speeding out, and Bulkhead's all, okay. I'll catch knockout. You, you know, you stay here. But then breakdown comes out, and obviously, well, okay. Well, I, I he's the big guy. I'm the big guy. I got to fight the big guy. You catch knockout <laughs> somehow. <laughs> On foot. God, I shouldn't have taken you along. Good luck. And he can't even shoot him because his arms won't transform into guns. Yeah, yep. which is kind of neat. Well, a pain for him, and that they didn't realize that that won't work. Or Bumblebee didn't realize it was a pain, but it's neat Aww. that and that is also part of his transformation. He can't do anything. And at this whole time, Knockout is being very insensitive. 
Yes. Well, he doesn't know he's being insensitive. It's like no. Bumblebee's not transforming. He doesn't know why. So he's being yeah. a dick accidentally. Well, he's yes. He dick just movie. he just wants to play. He's yeah, pretty like pretty much not even being a villain at this point. He just wants a race. Yeah. So in what is a really cool action sequence, Bumblebee has to sort of like use a truck as a push cart. Yeah, somehow he saw the future and watched Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, that's right. Yes. It's also an ugly old white truck. Well, that's what you use. And uh, knock it all. Hey, what, what's with what's with the rent a car? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's just so like. I mean, normally the Decepticons on this show, like the other Decepticons, are just these evil, <clears throat> vicious murder bots, and these they just want to play. I mean, Knockout is also that, but uh, yeah. he's also more hedonistic than the other Decepticons. Yeah. He's a sassy bitch. Yes. He is a sassy bitch. He's a sassy bitch who lives for drama. <laughs> I mean, if he wasn't in car mode, he would have done that thing where you sort of make like a like a Z with your snapping fingers. Yes. I, that was exactly where I thought you were going with that, which was exactly that where That probably has a name, but I don't know what it is. I don't know either. It probably I, doesn't involve Z, though. I'm sorry. I, Listen, Canadians can also be <laughs> Canadians can also be sassy bitches. I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah, some of them. I guess very few. I think you have to be from Saskatchewan or something. Uh, a Saskatchewan-y bitch. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, maybe, maybe so uh, it turns out. So it turns out uh, weight limit exceeded here because this truck just <laughs> loses a wheel and. Bumblebee just goes flying off a cliff, and that's where the episode ends. <laughs> like the end of a Dukes of Hazard episode, or a commercial break of Dukes of Hazard episode. Yeah, it is. How is the well, B-Boy no, going to get out of this one? That, that old B-Boy's got himself in a real pickle this time. How's he <laughs> been going to get himself out of this one? Or it's like the end of like a 30s serial. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. How, how will Bumblebee escape? It'll be, he's clearly, we've seen him at the end of this episode, he's fallen off the cliff, but next episode, he'll have gotten out of the truck before it goes off the edge of the cliff. You were gonna say something? Sorry, I'm talking fast. Yeah, he's just like, he's, or, much like in our, uh, bonus episode this month, the big hit, he's just gonna be like clinging to a tree or something. Hmm. Even though there are clearly no trees on that cliff, because they are once again in the generic southwestern desert. Oh yeah, we did kind of skim over uh, the, the recap of how the hell um, Cisco survived the car explosion. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that is it for Operation Bumblebee. Oh no, Bumblebee! Will he and be it's okay? Gonna be, yeah, it's going to be a real bummer in the second episode when he's just dead at the bottom <laughs> of a cliff. That would be terrible you- and yet somehow hilarious, but also terrible. Yeah, the, the operation is just... Uh, Ratchet trying to put him together, uh, you know, pleasing, in, like, just for the funeral so they can have an open coffin. Oh. Oh. I mean, pro- it's, uh, you know, presumably if you're the Autobot medic, you also have to be the Autobot mortician. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's... I wonder how often people get request or robots get requested on Cybertron to transform me into a coffin and bury me. 
I think we've seen literally one Transformer funeral, and it was in Kota Hero. I don't think we've ever yeah. seen another one. No, we've we... seen deaths, like Prime and stuff in the movie. But... Oh, right. Oh, right. With op- or wait. No, no, no. Wait. They have one in the comics for Prime. Do they shoot him into the sun or something? Oh, yeah. They do shoot him into space. I forgot about that. Yeah. Like he's... Uh, like he's uh, Spock at the end of Wrath of Khan. Yeah. yeah I mean, in general, Transformers seem like they're very much of the, we're just going to shoot a guy into space. Yeah. <laughs> and we, well, uh, somebody is playing the Gigantian bagpipes. So, random cryptic <laughs> statement for knowing that some people are not caught up on things. Uh, by the time this goes live, we will have seen another. Oh. Of all the souls I ever encountered, his was the most Cybertronian. (laughs) But yeah, they definitely had one for Prime in the comic, but it was basically just like shooting his body off into space, except they forgot to take the Matrix out. And then the Matrix got found by some random things and decided it wanted to have experiences and, like, learn to kill and also to live, and they had to get it under control. That was Matrix. Yeah, it was like a alien or something that sort of became a Venom symbiote monster. It was weird. There was some stuff that happened in the UK in the background between uh, the the funeral and Matrix Quest that explained it in more specifically. That was with uh, Deathbringer or Doombringer or something like that? that. Some guy was dying and turned into a monster. Well, it was like a robot that was like a, a euthanasia robot or something. Yeah. That which turned is a into the Dark Phoenix. Very James Roberts <laughs> sort of thing, honestly. I was yeah. thinking it sounds more like a Futurama gag. It's like those suicide booths. That's fair. Anyway, but uh, rest assured, dear viewers, Bumblebee is indeed not dead. Yay, uh, good. At the end of this episode, he has to be not only make it to the end of this series, but he's also in the next one. Good. And uh, soon to be appearing. It's okay, kids. He gets better. Yay! Soon to be appearing in a major motion picture. <gasps> Yay! Oh, that looks. Oh, it looks like it's gonna be good. I'm, I'm gonna be let down. <laughs> it can't be good. It's Transformers movie. I mean, listen. You know that that when we cover it, I will fill the void by just making so many bad B movie jokes that you will wish the episode sped up every time I said B movie. Yeah. Uh... I oh, will. I'm not doing that to the ed- editing of the podcast, no. C- can't we just What's make John Cena jokes? What's the deal with this movie? And his name is, whatever the character's name is, the movie. Dun, dun, I don't dun, know dun. any John Cena jokes. I don't watch wrestling. I've only seen a little bit of wrestling. I know people hated him for a while. I know he's great. And I know he's, he's some kind of, more. he's a guy who wears jorts more than any man should. Yes, I think he's legally contracted that he always has to appear in jorts. It's weird. <laughs> well, not that anybody can see him anyway. Is it possible he's a never nude? <laughs> Maybe. There are dozens of us, Mr. McVan. Dozens. That, that would explain a lot of things. <laughs> that would explain a lot. That would explain wrestling, oh. period. But. Oh. So... <laughs> Until next time, we are all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Tumblr, and we have a Discord. Yes, yes. Uh, we will have that pinned to our Twitter accounts, certainly by the time this is posted. And we also have a uh, we also have a Patreon. Yes, uh, that is at patreon.com slash underground. 
That's right. Every month we do a bonus episode, and uh, this uh, the in fact, well, in fact, in October we did two because our discussion of Transformers the movie was hideously long. So long, <laughs> like we probably but- talked about it for longer than it took them to write the script. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as more thought went into our Patreon episode where we just kind of gabbed about it than into the actual movie. Yes. And there is also a special spooky episode in which we discuss a spooky episode of Sailor Moon. Yes. Some of us know Spooky-ish. more about Sailor Moon than others. I'm just going to put that out there. You will be surprised. <laughs> you will probably be surprised at who here does not know that much about Sailor Moon. Yes. So that is uh, uh, that is it for this episode. Please join us next time for the exciting conclusion of Operation Bubblebee Part 2. <gasps> Oh, it is a two-parter. Two There's, There's no middle part where everything's nope. laughing about. This oh. is uh, this is all killer, no filler. Mm-hmm. All right, a two undone. Nice. That's right. So until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. I only have one microphone because I don't trust microphones. Well, yeah, but that's a lot how of the government gets you. Towers have built-in microphones you don't even want and shit. Wow, <laughs> that's not good. Yeah, see, that's I why I I built does. my own. Also, because yeah. I'm crazy. <laughs> and I did not build I'm my own because I'm person. not good at building things. Aww. I did it once. Wasn't fun. I'm very good at building things. I mean, uh, the the extent of my building things uh, skill, it's got to have instructions in Swedish and an Allen key. Uh, (laughs) It took a week to get the CD drive to work. I don't want to go through that shit again. Yeah, no, that's... That sounds hard. Anyway. Uh, All right. Boring. (laughs) Boring. Be more interesting.